hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts... You know, stuff on your mind, feelings, whether they're physical feelings or, or physical sensations or emotional feelings. You know, if anything's stirred up, if, if something from the past, present, or future, it could be inside your house, or it could be out, you know, it could be just like a, some, something, you could be traveling, whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off of it. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set that stuff aside. I may, I may have already said that. Restating is another te- technique I use on this podcast. But the way I'm going to create a, a safe place is, one, you're welcome here, and I'm glad you're here. And I'm going to do my best to treat you with dignity and respect. And, uh, like, take... Well, I guess, yeah, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do my best to treat you by di- with dignity and respect by, uh... Like, by what seems like incompetence, uh... I'm competently incompetent. If you catch my, if you've been around here, you know exactly what you're talking about. If you listen for four more minutes and you're new, you'll say, I know, I think I know what he's talking about already. Uh, but what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use these creaky, dulcet tones. And like, I'll probably go on some tangents, uh, meanders, pauses, uh, you know, extra work, whatever that just you just hear that that wasn't planned i think that was like to 14 seconds kind of like like an old car i have a mouth like an old car and yeah one part of my brain said sure smells like it i said thanks brain it was that walder and walder waldorf and stadler for the muppets uh or peanut gallery they've been it's been called that uh the internet might even just say, say that, uh, like parts of my brain that feel the need to comment on everything and uh, say, did you just say my breath smells like an old car? I did because it, okay. Well, anyway, let me, I thought I was trying to craft a metaphor. Oh yeah. They're, they're still talking to me. And this is, you might think this is, but this is really happening. And they say, yeah, it does sound like your car, like a real old car that won't start. And I say, yeah, that's what my that's what my voice does sound. Now they're perpetuating it because as I'm misstarting, I don't know. I do. I'm not ashamed of it though. My voice has a feature. My, I think it's more my brain, to be honest with you. Not to, you know, not to throw around, uh, you know, chicken before the egg type things. But I think it's more my brain is like. Uh, or maybe my brain is the ignition or the battery. Battery's dead. That's what's just another part of my brain. Oh, man. You say, can you get, could you get Twitter accounts for each part of your brain that uh, does, they say, well, don't know. They say, those people already. Okay. Can I, so I'm trying to get through this, get out of this. I, I just got caught in. So I don't know if this happens to anybody at bedtime where you get in bed you turn out the lights, you get comfortable. Maybe you've like rubbed some foot bomb on. Maybe you put some bomb on your elbows or behind the legs. Maybe you did some meditating or some journey. You know, you set the mood and you maybe burned some like, uh, what is that? Essential. I guess you don't, you infuse, you diffuse it. You don't infuse it. 
Maybe that's I've been doing that wrong all along too. I've been infusing instead of defusing. Um. So I wish I had a pencil. I'd write that. I say, oh, that's what it is. That's why when I went to the doctor, they said your oil count is through the roof. And he said, also, you, when you sweat, you smell like pepper. I said, that's eucalyptus and peppermint, Doc, not just peppermint. And he said, I don't, I don't think that could be good for you. And I said, when did your doctors, uh, when did the doctors start taking oil count? And he said, well, as soon as you stopped going to a real doctor and just go to the imaginary. And he said, oh, thanks. So anyway, I get up. So if you're new here, this is a podcast to take your mind off of stuff. It's a little bit silly. And there is something different about me. There is something off. Like, like I think if we talk about it in a neutral sense, I mean, I had, like, let's neutralize this. I'm going to say it, but it's neutral. There is something wrong with me. I mean, and I think this is one, like I talk about sometimes, sometimes what used to be a liability can become an asset. Oh, boy, you should have heard the uh, Waldorf and Stadlers in my brain. As soon as they said asset, they started their improving still about me. And my lack of assets or too much ass, you know. But, like, the reason this podcast works, part of it is, like, there was something. when, When I think something goes awry, clearly, if you've been here, I'm demonstrating this by accident once again. And in a boardroom, I mean, I've, I don't know if I've been in a boardroom with board members, but I, I mean, I've been in a boardroom to vacuum, uh, to break, you know, to break dance, on, you know, to do what, like, I, I do like to go in boardrooms and break dance on the, you know, the conference table. Yes, sometimes, it, like, let's not describe that, but I, I, yeah, I like to do the spin on my back. And I can't do a windmill, but it, and I can't do the worm or the whatever they call that. I guess the only thing I can do is spin on my back, and then I do the Alfonso Ribeiro, where I go to my elbow and I put my chin on my elbow and I try to do something with my knees, like imposing for a picture. Usually, at some point, my momentum takes me off the table. But since there's no board members in there, it doesn't mean it's no, you know, neither here nor there. And I think for the board members, you do get, you know, I do put a little shine, a little shine and a shine, probably some shine and some shinola. I don't know what shinola is, but I, you know, I buff that table. I mean, that's like some of the beats I'll get good, but I'm buff it. I'm, you know, I, I'm not allowed to sing because it wakes people up, but, you know, buff the table, buff the table. And that that's maybe what I start chanting when I'm in the board. So if you are a board member, and your table's extra slippery. Probably I was in there within the last 12 hours. Uh, yeah, sleep. What happened to Scoots? What happened to that sleep with me, Pat? Well, he tried to do a boardroom breakdance tour. And obviously, you know, that didn't work out. He, everyone knew that but him. I don't know. How about, the, would have, I guess it was just the reason it failed was because it was missing the midnight. If we added midnight boardroom breakdance tour. That one would work. Oh, that's what Drake's new album's called. Oh, man. Drake's always getting the good good ideas from me. Well, that's good because he's talented. So, I mean, and I'm not saying if it's so, like, uh, sometimes you're good at you. Sometimes, like I said, your liabilities become assets. Sometimes your asinine ideas in the hands of talented people become great.
So I don't mind that one bit, except when he goes to, like, the only thing I mind is when he goes to Warrior Games and hangs with Steph uh, and Aisha Curry. And then they go to the burger place that's right by my apartment and they don't call me. That's when, it, like, like uh, what else I do is I shed, what I do, like, a little self-soothing move if you have access to a boardroom which everyone does. I mean, not within the limits of the law, but you can still, you could, you know, you could figure it out. But this is a good self-soothing. Cry on a boardroom table, then break dance on it. That's what I do. Is I shed my tears for Drake not calling me on my pod phone. Yeah, you used to call me on my pod phone to go to In-N-Out Burger, but now I go there alone, Drake. Okay, I don't want to start a feud about this because... Uh, I'm not feud, you know, I'm not feud worthy. Also, this isn't feudable, but it's, it's irrefutable that this is feud, feud like, uh, I mean, that's all I need to do. I don't know. Maybe that's could be, maybe, what do you think about doing imaginary Drake within my brain? Do you think you could do, and could we get a, a, a track featuring Alfonso Ribeiro? Oh, and Will Smith. I think there might be a producer in my brain. Maybe this is probably the wires I crossed with some radio station featuring boardroom breaking something. Okay, we're close there. Now we just need a beat and we need Drake and 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 then Will Smith's going to be tough to get. What about one of those others like the the you know I mean, Malcolm Jamal Warner's been great. Everything I've seen him in in the last couple of years. So, you know, he should probably stick to good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Al- Alfonso Ribeiro, maybe just uh, like, uh, okay, we'll talk about it later. Uh, the producer with my brain just canceled the meeting I had with her. But uh, so there's, uh, there's so, well, so, I, oh, oh, I was in the middle of a podcast intro. I was talking about crying on boardroom tables and break dancing on them. And I think that was an attempt to explain the podcast because, oh, I guess because I, I don't know how that was a tangent, I guess. But uh, wait, sometimes when you get in bed, for me, it can feel like there's a boardroom of like uh, criticizers or like everybody has a comment. Why do you talk so strange? And then I say, OK, well, I'm just doing my best to. So the idea of this podcast is sleep with me. One, I want to make you feel welcome. Two, and this doesn't take very, this part doesn't take any very much work, but, but I want to make it clear you don't need to listen to me, which usually is made apparent around eight minutes into the intro, which we're about 11 minutes in. So you probably figured that out now. Uh, three, this is a podcast to put you to sleep, but you're not under any pressure to fall asleep. The shows are about an hour. And the structure is we open with about five minutes of stuff to pay the bills and give out credit for people that work on the show. Uh, then there's a 12-minute intro or so, which we're just on the tail end of. And then there's the story portion of the show, and then it concludes with some thanks and some good nights. So if you're listening, you could just kick back and you can kind of listen to me and you could say, uh, I mean, a lot of you, I'm sure, between the ages of... Uh, 31 and 17 and uh, what do we say 52 and 75 might be like Alfonso was who's this Alfonso Ribeiro and I'd say don't you know 
a da- I'd say dashing breakdancer. Like, is that, how about I just you substitute that? It's in the dictionary. I think it's in the 1982 uh, Alfonso Ribeiro breakdancing total package, total platinum package that I purchased with the Alfonso Ribeiro breaking dictionary uh, next to uh, devastatingly handsome Alfonso Ribeiro, charming breakdancer, da- oh, dashing, charming breakdancer, Alfonso Ribeiro. So just substitute whatever that means in your mind. If you can't picture Alfonso Ribeiro, just picture a dashing, I forgot, like like a break break dancer, dashing, suave, and future future, uh, featuring on a track by Drake about crying on boardroom tables and break dancing on them. Uh, so, uh, So if there is boardroom in your brain, I mean, mine seems to be malfunctioning as it always does. Oh, so so I'll be here to take to entertain those parts of your brain, uh, to distract you from their voices, from the stories they're telling you, and I'll do it for like an hour. So at any point, you could just stop listening to me. Ideally, all those critical parts of your brain, or you know, they might be relatable. Maybe it's something else for you. They keep listening to me. And the reason I make the show is because, like, like I've been there, like either over overthinking or something else keeping me awake, uh, from when I was a kid to when I was an adult, uh, on and off now. So I know what it's like to lie there and be frustrated, and I'd love to help you. Now this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Uh, give it a few tries if you're new here. Like I tend to grow on some people. Uh, if you don't like the show, I'm, I'm sorry. You could email me. I try to give you some other ideas of other stuff that might help you. But I always say this uh, because I mean it. I'm glad you're here. And I really hope and I really work hard and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. Thanks for coming by. All right. So it's a rare Tuesday night when I'm recording a trending Twitter Tuesday episode. Uh, how, how is everybody doing? It's. Uh, Another post-work recording, I had a change in my schedule this week, and, uh, and so normally I record on Wednesday, th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, it, like, uh, sometimes on Monday nights, but n- not, like, uh, but not to Tuesday, except for this Tuesday. So I'm glad you're here. To like it. so, it's a. Tr- it's, I just like it when it's a trending Twitter Tuesday episode, or we're gonna do a trending something episode. I'm trying to uh, find our, our functioning here. So, uh, so to like, uh, if you're new here, uh, yeah, yeah, every once in a while I'll do something kind of based on trends or something that's. Uh, like a ran somewhat random, and there, it doesn't get much more random than this. And, and there's been some controversy around this. Uh, well, actually, there, I, I just wanted to say that because I thought it'd be uh, it's uh, like uh, there hasn't been any controversy. Like there probably could be controversy, but I have an iPod, and it's an old iPod, and like it's uh, one of those one of those ones that's a rectangular white one with the wheel. It had the touch wheel, I think. And the short short version of it is that iPod at some point, like, uh, 
And I realize this is going to sound really weird because this person is still living on Earth. But Carol King, uh, the songstress, the Broadway star, uh, the, the person I'm like I'm not super familiar with her, uh, which I think is like was controversial, like a little bit. Like I just like I guess and in, in I'm not trying. Like I saw Carol King was the mom on the original Pete's Dragon. And I, I still always tell myself after I record an episode about it that I'm going to look up who played the mom on Peach Dragon. Um, or I think it was that. Like, I can picture, was uh, Mickey Rooney, Andy Rooney in Peach Dragon, too? Like, that would help. I think he was. Uh, but let me get to the point. So, Carol King at some point. Now, you know these computer stuff, these phones and these things, they rely on these algorithms. And at some point, the algorithm, let me see, let me just try to do a non, um, uh, spiritual version of this or whatever. I don't know what, uh, or whatever your metaphysical version of this, like at some point, the algorithm on my iPod became corrupted, but it corrupted is the wrong word. Blessed, uh, imbued. Thank you. Uh, uh, dictionary brain. It became imbued with the spirit and the power of Carol King. And every fourth of his song, it would play a Carol King song. Of course, it played the song so often that I can't think of the name. But it really, it just started playing, like something went wrong with the algorithm. I mean, that's what I'm saying uh, to sound neutral. I, I believe that somehow it did become imbued with the spirit of Carol King. And she was probably trying to send, at the time it's, it first happened, she was trying to send me messages or her spirit, like her heart, like her heart is so overflowing that even her subconscious heart says, well, Carol doesn't have all the time to, like this kid, this scooter kid, he's like at the time when the messages started coming in, it was a bit of a disaster. So this is like her, her heart was so overflowing with kindness and helpfulness that some part of her heart hacked into my iPod. I mean, I, I think it happened on much more. I, like, again, I don't know how you could be a ghost and be alive at the same time. But that's what I really think is that somehow. So it could have been a relative that just is like, well, if it's, uh, you know, Randy King, he's not going to listen. You know, if it's like, because I only have the, the, the Randy King Polka, Polka Team, Team Polka, Polka album that Scooter accidentally downloaded in, you know, 19. 20, you know, 24, 2000, whenever you were downloading songs. I, I love that album, Randy. I love your polka. Remember when in uh, Home Alone, the polka, uh, that was John Candy. I forgot the name of that polka band. And they saw Starly Kine had a picture that some people suspect Elvis was in the background of that uh, interaction in the movie. Uh, but anyway, to get back to my, my issues, Randy, uh, so then at some point, Carol King, wh however you believe, want to believe it, I believe it's the ghost of a living person. I believe it's the ghost of Carol King. Uh, I guess the ghost of Randy King would make more sense. Like it was like Carol's co second cousin bored. But whatever, my iPod got imbued with this power. And at the time, I wasn't listening. So it'd be like, you know, uh, I think the messages were like, I wasn't heeding them, but at some point recently, 
I decided to start heeding these messages from Carol, from the ghost, of, the living ghost of Carol King, the power imbued with the power of Carol King. Just I just say Carol King says, and it always sends me on these little adventures. And the most recent adventure I, uh, I was sent on. At first, I thought it was just going to be like a simple. I always hope that these adventures are going to be simple. And this one, like I just said, like I was sitting around, I had had a couple spare hours. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like this was an alternative universe, I guess, because I was sitting around with spare hours. But uh, and I was hankering for a snack, and I hit it, and then the song uh, "Shorten Bread" uh, came up, like, but you know. Uh, Mama loves mom and the baby loves shortening bread or whatever. And I never listened to really the lyrics of that song. I don't even know if that's the lyrics. I think it's mama's little baby loves shortening bread. And it immediately, like I didn't listen. I said, short, I could go for some shortbread. Uh, and so then I had, I said, so Carol King wants me to eat some, I said, and I wouldn't believe it, but, uh, I don't know, if, like, what the difference between shortbread and butter cookies are, but I love both those things. There's something about a. Uh, it's been a while since I've had. Are chessmen? What are those? Pepperidge Farm chessmen? Are those shortbread cookies? Because I love I love a shortbread cookie, oh so much. Uh, it, what about a pecan sandy? Is that? I don't think that. I think that's a pecan sandy. You're probably right. And this was the kind of stuff I was saying to myself, you know, and to my iPod. I, I get caught actually today at work talking to my phone and there was no one there. Wasn't talking to Carol King. No, I was just talking to myself about, about I was commenting with myself towards my phone. Uh, but I, there, like, uh, like I was, I was, you know, I was saying, well, geez. And then I said, well, what a, I said, oh, maybe I'm getting my Lorna Dune mixed up with, uh, a shortbread, like a pecan sandy. But then I started getting that. I said, well, you know what? The pecan sandy, I don't do a lot of dipping in milk. And I probably haven't dipped a pecan. I don't know when my pecan sandy dipping in milk days were. But that is a killer uh, cookie to dip in milk, uh, by the way, self. And then myself said, do you know how many pounds of Halloween candy you still have? And then you bought that Christmas candy on sale. And I say, you're right, thanks. Uh, but anyway, this is what Carol King wants. It's not me. She wants me to eat some shortening bread. And then part of me sighed. Like, uh, I said, well, yeah, shortbread cookies. That's what shortening bread is. And then another part of me, you know, the, I guess there is a part of me, like, I don't know if this is a call to adventure because, I, you know, I just wanted to, like, I think the parts of me that are more adventurous weren't listening to the calls of, to adventure, to go adventure. And, like, also, the nearest place to where I live that you can buy cookies is Walgreens. Or it could be the other one. I don't know if it's Walgreens or it's one of those. And it's, like, uh, and actually, it's not a terrible place to buy cookies. It's just the wrong place to go buy the exact cookie you want. But for some reason, I just start walking when I hear Carol King, when I feel the spirit of Carol King within my iPod. So I was going to head to Walgreens, and then I started saying, well, what, like, I said, maybe they, they may have Lorna Dunes there. I mean, the odds of a Lorna Dune. And I said, well, geez, what, what aisle? 
would a Lorna Dune cookie be in? And he said, the cookie aisle, of course. And I said, well, that's the thing with Walgreens. It doesn't. And they said, well, who, who do you think has more candy, Walgreens or Safeway? And I said, but, and then I actually didn't realize that, like, I had, uh, like, uh, like, forgot, like, I'd forgot I was in the real world and I was at a bus stop and, uh, I was talking to this young, young person and she was trying to study and she actually had headphones in and I was still talking to her about, I guess, about Lorna, Lorna Dunes. And then she took her ear earpiece out, and she said, "She said you're going to the Lorna Dunes." And I said, "Like," uh, and and then I guess my my shortbread was swept away by her eyes. I, I guess you could say. And I said, "Well, I, I said, uh, well, I'm, uh, yeah, that's where I'm. I'm actually doing a tour of the Lorna Dunes later. Uh, by, yeah." And I said, what are you listening to? And she goes, oh, you've, ne- you've probably never heard of her. And I said, dude, try me. And then she showed me. And, of course, it, like I said, uh, I said, I said uh, right before I looked, I checked my iPod. Uh, and then I, I said, uh, you're not playing Enya, are you? Enya, uh, Book of Days by Enya? And then she, like I, I said, that's great study. I saw you were studying uh and and then she put her headphones back. I said, "Okay, well, I guess I'm not be. I guess there won't be a tour of. I won't be giving you a tour of Lorna Dunes." But I said, I, "That was what everybody used to study to." And yeah, the Book of Days. And then another like a bus passenger got my attention, and, and so much so that, and I was get so so embarrassed that I like. Uh, I didn't know if it was in your on like that I actually got on the bus with this person and they said, uh, where, where, where are you going? Are you going to get your freak, freak on? And this was when it was weird. Like, this is when people say, well, it's not the ghost of Carol King. I said, well, Missy Elliott's get your freak on it's playing on my iPad while this person's, uh, uh, saying, I said, well, he said, well, I'm headed to, I said, I was thinking about giving a tour of Lorna Dunes, uh, and the person said, Ooh, this sounds like a kind of place you do like, uh, like the original burning man was at Baker beach. And I said, okay, this person's got, this person may, this may be my twin. My long, I said, what are you talking about? And then they started telling me the history of the Bur- burning man, uh, and I mean, luckily I had Missy Elliott in my ear, so I kind of didn't, um, uh, I didn't mind, but actually I didn't realize that this person was already like, uh, I don't think they were, I think they were in like a sub, like a non, like they started, uh, using social media and they said, well, what stop are you getting off for the, where are the Lorna Dunes? I've never heard of them. I said, well, yeah, they're a mysterious, uh. It can, okay, also, I live by the beach, so this isn't, there's no dunes, but it, 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 like sand dunes, uh, listeners, so just so you know, but, I mean, I think there are some dune-like stru- like things, just not like glamorous Hollywood movie dunes, or uh, things that uh, sand scientists would call dunes, or historians, or anything. So just like as a sub sub thing, 
but they, they said, so where's the, where are you getting off for the Lorna Dunes? And I, I, I guess this was, was this a call to adventure via lie? I don't know. But I, the adventure part of me said, oh, uh, you know, near the beach. And because I live, I don't live near the beach, but I live within a bus ride's distance of the beach. This is, I'm talking to you, audience. Sorry. And so I go back to the story. I just wanted to place way, way place or way, way make or place make for you. So we're on the bus headed to the, towards the beach anyway. And he said at the beach and they said, well, again, they said, I've never heard about this Lorna Dunes. And I said, well, it's interesting. And the history of the Lorna Dunes is very mysterious, as I was saying before I interrupted myself. And they said, I don't, they said, well, I wasn't listening anyway, because I was busy, you know, I don't know, getting the groove together. They said, we're going to get, everybody's going to get their freak on. And they said, that was like five minutes ago. They said, I don't, I said, I'm a freak, but I don't get it on. Unfortunately, I don't have to get it on. It's just, for me, it's automatic. And it's not really that freaky just because it's like the, this is like 24-7. So I said, I, I try to get my freak off and I can't. And then I said, so then they, the, you know, the professionals I work with and the communities that are trying to, they say, well, you don't need to get your freak off. You just got to, they said, yeah, you just got to let your freak flag fly. And they said, well, that mine fly, I goes, mine's always up. I go, mine's more like a bullhorn. And then the, the, this person was, they were cracking up at this. And they said, anyway, back to the Lorna Dunes. And I said, well, that's the interesting thing about the Lorna Dunes. Lorna Dunes are a, they say nearly, I'm surprised you haven't heard of them. And then we had to get off the bus by these tennis courts. Uh, I think because, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but like, I was just like, we got to get out. Like, I started getting nervous, you know, I had to take action. And behind these tennis courts, there's like two dog parks. This is uh, in the same town I live in. And they said, well, let's see. They said, come on over. We'll look at the, watch these dogs play while I explain to you about the Lorna Dunes. And of course, like I'll tell you, like I'll just interrupt this part to say there's a lot of Budinskis. And I don't know if you know what a Budinsky is, but that's like somebody that feels like they know facts and then they have to like inter like, so I'm going to cut all the Budinskis out because there was a lot of them, especially at dog parks. Cause that's like a top place for, uh, Budinskis and not that it doesn't have anything to do with dog ownership. It has to do with the situation where everybody's sitting around talking and then listening. So people like it, they say, well, if your dog's running near mine, we're friends. So I can inter- like interrupt when you're making up stories and try to, so this happened, I'd say, 26 times in the in the next 15 minutes, but I'll just give you one version of it where I'm talking about the glorious Lorna Dunes and also, like, like the Pecan Sandy, like in, which we'll get into that part. But uh, And then someone says, there's no such thing, you know, and I say, well, actually, there is. You just don't know about it. I say, no. I'm the official, like, work for the Alameda Historical Society. And I say, oh, do you own it? And they say, well, no, like, it's run by its volunteers uh, for the preservation. Of the and I say, well, that's great for you. Uh, but as a matter of fact, I, uh, I'm, the disco- like, am I, I'm the discoverer of the Lorna Dunes. And actually, the soul, it's weird that you're with a historical society 
but I'm the sole, like, I'm the keeper of the dunes, as a matter of fact. Uh, I can't show you because I'd have to take my shirt off. And I don't want, you know, I don't want all these dogs barking, you know, believe me. You know, because it, I, I, instinctually when I take my shirt off, I like, as the keeper of the dunes, I like to kiss my, you know, my biceps. I, I'm sorry, it's just an instinctual thing. Only when I'm in keeper of the dunes mode which is just once in a lifetime, which just happens to be today. So that's why your your history does not, it's not a recorded history. It's a recorded in the sand. And as the sand blows and as the sands of time shift, the history is only kept with the keepers, which is me and not you. So Budinsky out. And that, like after, like I got that, the reason that was sounded so great is because, you know, after 26 times, it becomes like second nature. Uh, but so I said to this person, and, and very soon we were gathering a, a group of uh, um, people uh, who wanted to express their individuality. And so then I had, like I said, okay, so... But it was also a walking tour. And, of course, in these Bedinskis, they, like, I think after a while, they, like, maybe it was something in my eyes, uh, you know, like in the giant furrow between my two eyes. Uh, it said, she's being the keeper of the Lorna Dunes. Must have really wore on this guy. So I said, okay, everybody follow along. I'll try to be in a good mood, you know, as the keeper of the dunes. And at some point, you know, I was kissing it, it, like it, and there was cheering. Those parts aren't that important because this was just playing to the crowd. And they, like, like, just let me do the like, let me do the Pied Piper part first. So, so then there was that, and then so we stood at the dog park. There's the small dog park, and of course the dogs were howling. I mean, I don't know what that is. Maybe my fur, and when I'm like chaining Keeper of the Dunes. And, uh, like, I guess I did ham it up a little bit or like this was early while the sun was still up. Uh, and I was just saying, let's go Lorna. And then even, I mean, you wouldn't believe this, but the dogs were going woof, 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 woof. And people were clapping. And then I was doing uh, small dogs and then big dogs. Cause then there's a big dog park. And yeah, I was howling. So I guess I did get like when I get into these characters, uh, called, called being myself, uh, you know, it get, can get can get out there. Um, I didn't have any good dune like dune chance. And then of course everybody said, "Isn't it Lorna Dune D O O N E?" And I said, "I have no idea. I have dyslexia." But I said, "Like." Uh, he said, you're thinking of the, I said, you're thinking of the wrong thing. They probably stole that cookie name. And then I, and then I would just change the subject, which is this podcast. I said, have you ever dipped a pecan sandy in milk? Because uh, that's what you're supposed And then someone, the people started buying it. They were calling Costco. Do you have any, like, uh, 5,000 packs of pecan sandies? No. Uh, they're too dry. And then they said, what about, so, so people were get, like buying pecan sandies, which I guess like it was, it was strange with the, anyway, so then we have a crowd of people and we're chanting and people are like, uh, wasn't too freaky. It was still fam. The only thing not family friendly was that I was shirtless 
And of course, uh, that became a problem because I didn't plan on taking my shirt off. Like I had, a, like I don't have any markings that would determine me as the keeper of the dune. So people were asking about that, and I said, "When it's time, when the sun sets, I can explain to you." So I said to my like subconscious, I said, "You better figure that one out too." Why? And then another part of me, like a part of me that gets over, I said, "Why'd you take your shirt off anyway?" And they said, to prove we're a keeper, the keeper of the dune. And I said, oh, boy. And then I said, hey, Carol King, how about some help over here already? And then a song came on by a group whose name is, uh, like, uh, it could be, I don't think it's foreshadowing, but the damned, uh, thanks for the night. And that's when I was thankful because the sun started to set. And I said, we've got to get to the duck pond before the sun sets. So we pa- paraded past the... Uh, the tennis courts. And of course, most of the tennis players were too busy playing tennis to stop and stare. Also, there's restrooms on the way. So people use the restroom. And then we headed to the duck pond. Also, not that farther from the duck pond is a good geocache if anybody's into geocaching. Uh, but we paraded past the duck pond. And like, uh, like just looked at the ducks and that was nice. And, you know, to had a moment of solitude, then we headed towards like, uh, this is, a like a, a East Bay park. So I put my shirt back on because I, I don't know, not good with authority figures anyway. And so we, uh, let's see. So what happened? So. Uh, at this time, it started getting a lot of people in. I don't know. I guess like I was heady with uh, a creation of something, so I wasn't too worried. And I was thankful for the night falling because uh, I don't know why. I did, like it just helps to cloak me in more secrecy. And we paraded to towards the beach, and actually, like people were so excited in this community. Like it wasn't Burning Man community, but it definitely was something similar. They were so plugged in, they already had, like, permits, like, like within that 20-minute time frame from whoever this person was on the bus. Uh, they had gotten permits, so we had, like, we could have, like, we could have a fire. And I guess, like, there was a buffet. There was tables set out with Lorna Dunes and milk. And so that was pretty fun. I mean... I think uh, they they told me to make a speech because they were over me saying, you know, let's go, Lorna. That had run its course. And I wanted to, like, so I stood up and I said, okay, let me think about what am I going to say here. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I looked down and Carol King had put up Katie Lang's uh, Love is Like a Cigarette. And so they said, you know, that's Ioba. I said, love is like a cigarette. And then people that knew Katie Lang were wooing. And they said, uh, like, smoldering, temporary, and, and could be, you know, make, can make you cough uh, or, you know, could be hazardous, but it can also be so much. They said, love is like a cigarette. It burns. And it smolders because I guess I'm better. Like I have to do a couple drafts, even when I'm talking. And I said, there's a legend of a goddess. uh, And her name was Lorna. 
And she was, uh, that's her, you know, her freaking name for, because, uh, you know, that's repurposed, uh, by, you know, from her indigenous culture. So she probably had a much cooler name originally. And, uh, she, this story is called, uh, and I said, come on, Carol King, Years with Rose, uh, Yonder Mountain String Band. And I said, oh, okay, uh, I said, cause you know, there was a Yonder Mountain and where, uh, Lorna lived with her sister Rose for so many years, a mountain overlooking the earth, uh, made of stars and of the dark night sky that you, we couldn't see and that, uh, you know, Lorna and Rose only existed in the the deepest, darkest of nights on a new moon it was the only time they would wake from their slumber. And the two sisters were best friends and uh, they loved, uh, like, they, you know, they loved being awake the one time, you know, month they were awake or whenever, however often a new moon comes, I don't know. And then people were laughing like that was a joke. And I said, yeah, I said, totally. I said, because this was a different age, you know, not our age, the age of humans. Uh, this was an age of uh, when, you know, people had their own gods and goddesses. And gods and goddesses had their children. And these two children were named Lorna and Rose. Uh, but one day they decided to go on a California vacation. Uh, because of the song by the game and Snoop Dogg, an exhibit uh, that Carol King decided to tell me about. Uh, and but California hadn't didn't exist yet, but they knew about it because they were goddesses and they could see the entire timeline. They came to our waters, which then were pure and salty, and, you know, full, still kind of like similar code type of sea life because it wasn't like that many, you know, humans, we haven't been around that much. Kelp has been around, I, I believe. And they played games in the kelp, you know, but they only had till dawn. And they so loved the kelp and the otters and the fish and the, you know, the other the dungeness crabs, and they they had fun on their California vacation, even though it was one night. Uh, but as the, the night crept towards day, they knew they would have to go back to their sleep until the next new moon. And Rose, she was a wild child, uh, just like that Doors song used to sing. And she couldn't be tamed, and she she said, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to sleep, Lorna. And Lorna said, we have to, uh, for the the treaty Papa made, uh, you know, with the, you know the, the sun god and the moon god. I think it was something with the moon god. Like, they were the children of the sun, so they could only, that would make sense, right? They could only come out, the moon was, oh, like, uh, I don't know why they couldn't be out when their parents were awake. Uh, I guess because they were made of, uh, yeah, they were made of darkness. They're the opposite of their parents, the sun and the, the sun and the sun. And no, I didn't learn that myth, uh, but I think it had, I think it was like, yeah, the, the, maybe the sky, I think it was the blue sky and the sun. Yeah. I think I do know it. Carol King didn't even have to tell me this. Like, uh, 
The blue sky and the sun were in love, but the moon also loved the blue sky. But the blue sky said, no, 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 like, uh, like I'm not into you. Uh, and this was like just a, like a 25-day thing. It happened fast, all these affairs. Uh, but this guy, like this guy said, I, I don't know. And then at some point, the birth, she birthed the, the, the night sky. Maybe the moon came second. Maybe this was like an Oedipalian thing. They had the night sky daughters, then they had this moon. That would make more sense in a, a godlike scenario. Then the moon fell in love with its mother. Uh, and that's when things, you know, they got crazy. So she hid away. Her, they, she said, maybe there's three moons. I don't know. I, unfortunately, I was doing this while I was telling this tale. So the audience, they started, like, it was like a live podcast. People started uh, dazing off. But I said, anyway, it was like the Beach Boys, where we're here today, uh, here today, gone, you know, gone away. Uh, like uh, Rose was going to stay and defy her parents' wishes. And much like, you know, the other things, she didn't realize. Like, so Lorna said, no, 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 you can't stay here. Maybe one was made of stars and one was made of darkness. So I think Lorna must have been, I don't know which one's which. Again, I am not, would have been helpful if I wrote on it. Like, would have been helpful if I wrote this down before I decided to uh, create a festival based on a bed of lies, but it was a little late. Uh, but like, uh, like, as they say, like, there's sexual healing, no amount of sexual healing, just like the song, uh, in this case, uh, covered by fish, uh, like, uh, could help, could solve these two. I guess I don't know what you could do if you've got a, like a, some sort of family situation like this with the moon that loves its mother, uh, and a son, father, God. And then two daughters made of stars in, in night sky. But so anyway, Lorna, Lorna said, uh, what if you hide under the sand? Uh, maybe like this, this father's light won't get you because they think maybe they knew that the father's light would dissipate them. And I think this was at the time um, when stars couldn't, they, they didn't appear during, till after dark maybe. I don't know. Uh uh, no one was laughing at that. Like, uh, so then crickets started to come out while the, like, cause I was losing the audience clearly with this story. And then I said, so then I said, okay, scoots, we got to change. And I said, okay, everybody get out the map. I said, Carol King help. And she said, get out the map by the Indigo girls. I said, get everyone, get out your maps. Uh, it's time to, uh, to, uh, like find the Lorna Dune. And, of course, everyone was confused by that. So then I said, okay, paint. I said, okay, before we get to, I said, oh, soon I'm going to reveal to you the magic of the Lorna Dunes. Uh, believe me, very soon. But soon, first, let's let our, free, you know, freak flags fly. And then we celebrated. And then it was a real, then we said, is this when we had, the, like, the, uh, pecan sandies and milk and then people like it got crazy you know with throwing milk and and you don't want to like i don't have pecan sandies on the beach at night you know because it's like then they become actually sandy pecan sandies and it's not something 
you really want to do like, like you just, it's like, uh, don't, don't do it. Of course. Um, and then milk and sand don't go together at all either. So that took a little while. Of course, I didn't use that time to, um, cause there's getting so many well wishes. So I said, listen, let me explain it to you. Like, uh, in, in no uncertain terms, this is a myth out real mythology somewhere tonight on the, uh, 400th new moon of the millennia. Uh, don't look that up by the way. It's just le- legend says, uh, when legend says it is the 400th moon of the millennia, uh, people were still counting. And I said, no, ASIC because the millennia is a debatable thing. You know, like, don't believe what people say with a freaking AD, BCE, come on. So I said, um, that one night, the Lorna Dune, it would be a rare opportunity uh, to... Uh, because there's so many of us that feel like we've hidden in the sand our whole lives, uh, uh, from the confusion perpetuated by the father, the son. And then, I mean, that was pandering. People were like, whoa, whoa. And, you know, the mother, she tried to set a calming backdrop for us all. Uh, but, you know, no one's perfect. No sky is cloud-free all the time. And sometimes the clouds weep tears of, uh, you know, the chaos of, of uh, birth, you know, the cycle of birth, you know, within the dependence on the sun. And then it's, you know, I did use the patriarchy word in pandering. I apologize. But it really was empowering people. Even guess it was propaganda, like, but it wasn't really propaganda. It was only about a false myth that I was making up because I, someone accidentally overheard me at a bus stop. So... It's really contextually, it's not a big deal. I don't think. So we we were then people were chanting, and I said, "So we need to stay calm." I said because this is all about this. Like so, somewhere tonight on this beach, the Lorna Dune will appear, and then some people will be like the spirit. And I said, "I don't know what to expect. I know it'll be the sunshine." Of your her love, your love, Lorna Dune, for your sister Rose, who you hid here because she refused to, to go return to the heavens. So maybe she was a comet, because I, I don't know. Like, because the star, maybe she was just one star. Maybe they were, maybe they were two stars. Has there been a star that's been missing for the four, 400 moons since the millennia? And, like, uh, tonight would be the night we could free her. And, you know, she is the one that's been buried, like, so many of our feelings because of the father and mother, son, because of the, you know, the confusion that can stir in all of us when we reach that age. And, you know, you see we have these pulling unknown feelings uh, at us, uh, you know, related to... uh you know, all, all that stuff, uh, you know, moon stuff and, and you know, it's not easy, right? Am I right? And then everybody said, I guess everyone kind of looked at me sadly. And I said, well, I said, it's not just me, I think. And no, then they laughed. And I said, we all want to be treated with respect and we need to treat each other with respect. And I don't know how the gods could have done that. Uh, 
But tonight we're going to respect Rose Dune. I don't know if her last name's Dune or it's just, well, I guess it's a Dune with Rose in it. The Lorna Dune. And I said, wouldn't it mean Lorna's in there? And I said, well, that'd be interesting if we unbury it and it's Lorna and not Rose. But yeah, it's about the respect of, uh, you know, I think it's like kind of like being uh, down in a tube station at midnight, like the jam uh, would say. And then people were laughing, like they said, like, uh, they saw you were repressed. I said, no, no, I never said I was repressed. They said I was confused by the the sun and the moon and, the you know, the blue sky. I said, anyway, I said, who wants to uncover either Lorna Rose? Who wants to uncover a goddess who belongs in this night sky and who's hidden away? And then I guess I did say patriarchy again. I'm sorry. Of the sun, you know, dominate, you know, with its hats. The sun, sun really thinks it's hot stuff, huh? That was a... Uh, and then... Uh, I said, well, I said, because that's a lot of weight to bear, the sand of eons, the sand of shame. I, I said, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I said, so everybody, we got to call out stuff to, to Lorna and Rose. Uh, the moon's gone tonight. It's a, it's a special night where you can come out to Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. I said, you may ask yourself, does he love you, your father, the sun? Does she love you, your mother, the sky? Does your sister, the night sky, love you, Lorna Dune? And does your, like, maybe it was your uncle, the jealous moon. But the moon is absent tonight. Uh, or it's not visible. Technically, it's not visible. But, you know, it, it's it's not here tonight. So you can come out. And we want to free you, oh, the Dune Sisters, oh, sweet Dune Sisters. Come out tonight, please, come out tonight. And then people said, what are we supposed to do next? They said, well, it's, it's going to sound crazy. We're supposed to do the Wiltshire Waltz, uh, Desmond Williams. Like, so everybody started waltzing. And then we all started waltzing together which I don't, you know, just dancing and, uh, but there was band. So the band was, was some string band was playing waltz music and everyone smelled of pecan sandies and the beach, which actually does smell great. And, uh, and then it did get a little, uh, um, like what do you call those, uh, rituals, fertility ritual-esque. I'll be honest. I'll save you the details because in my case, there weren't any, but with other people, there were, I don't know, it's a, uh, on, a, on a woman's lips or a person you're attracted to's lips, uh, the smell of pecan sandy is great until you have a kiss and then there's sand. Like French kissing with sand is no good either. So that eliminates French kissing, pecan sandies, and milk from the beach uh, if, you, if the person already has sand in their mouth because of the pecan sandies that most of them had fallen on the beach when I knocked over the table one time. And then everyone said, what do we do after the, and I said, well, we got to spin. We got to spin to show the count against counter counter earth, whatever, which directions the earth spinning. We've got to spin the opposite. Like Alice's mad tea party. We need to spin, spin, spin. And say Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. And at this point, like, uh, 
this is when art and myth intersect, uh, because, and this is when, like, I guess there was a portion of people that were there were there from Burning Man, or a different version, because you know those dancing um, things they have outside of car dealerships, uh, those inflatable dancing things. At the far end of the beach from the crowd, one of them rose up, but it was lit from below. And it had some, like, steampunk elements. I think the, like, Flaming Lotus Girls maybe, like, added some, like, uh, fiery highlights to it. So it was kind of like a hip version of that. And it rose up from the sand, almost like people knew I was incompetent and, and did if you know, saved me. And everyone fell down and said, Lorna Dune, Lorna Dune. And I said, like, uh, then the band started playing China Cat Sunflower, right? So they were plugged in because that's what Carol King had requested, a Grateful Dead song. So then people were doing some Dead-style dancing around Lorna Dune and more stuff like that. And I like, like, uh, I said, to everyone, I don't want you to be a stranger now just because the next time this Lorna Dune appears. And they said, Well, what is the Lorna Dune? Like, as we see, is the uh, symbol of her and her sister. And he said, Her sister's free now from the bonds of the earth, from the bonds of the father, from the bonds of the mother, by coming here to celebrate her, by eating pecan sandies and milk and kissing and dancing and celebrating our differences or our oddities because there was a lot of celebrating of oddities mostly by just dancing i think that's the best way to celebrate being different like they say dance like no one's watching or dance like nobody cares or dance like you're you're alone no no that's oh that was my saying you know i did make that dance the ackerman uh which i was doing like uh which is pretty easy to do. It's kind of like something you'd see, like a Pee Wee Herman-style dance. So I said, by doing these dances, uh, we freed her uh, from the bonds of the past. And in the future, she probably, like, to be honest, she's not going to stick around this planet. Uh, so we won't see anything in the sky to know we freed Rose. But Lorna is infinite. Her sister is infinite. The infinite stretches of space, uh, and that's where her sister can finally go uh, to find freedom from this bonds of this earth, and we should know that our hearts will follow her, and we don't need to be strangers anymore. Like gold, like the golden smog, like golden smog would sing, you know, we're all... And if you'll start to pack up and go, like I said, oh, like I guess because like I think there was some fireworks that came out of the uh, dancing thing, and I said, you know, remember, like uh, too, that like Iron Maiden, like we're in, we're just we're not just we don't need to be strangers anymore. We don't need to be invaders either. Invading with our sunshiny power. Or our blue sky passiveness. We need to uh, dig deep into the loamy earth or the sandy earth and find our, uh, you know, I guess just nurture our freaky side like this person from the bus. And then the person said, I'm not the person from the bus stop. I said, oh, sorry, it's dark out. Uh, and then the person from the bus stop came. 
And then they said, you know, I can't, I can't get this out of my head. The legend of Lorna Dune, uh, the magic of someone, uh, a dune that would only appear one night, uh, the dune that only appeared tonight and had to be, had to have us set it free. And we did, we did what was needed and we did it right. Uh, something, something, uh, and he said, thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you for eating cookies with me. And, and everyone started to clean up, too. Most people, you know, there were some people that left early, like I said. And uh, we did some hand-holding and singing. Like, can't get it out of my head. We, did, we sang the whole ELO. Uh, it was not really good for singing as a group. Uh, but I guess it was symbolic. We were, saying, we were singing Mrs. Blue Sky. Uh, and, they, and they said, did you stay? Did you get the whole story from Mrs. Blue Sky? Please tell us why. I, I said I probably would have been tighter if I would have done that. Uh, please tell us why your daughter had to hide away so long. So long. You're right. Uh, please tell us why. But, but we know why, because the moon was in love with its mother, which is just a myth. It's no reason to be judgmental or anything. Just a myth. And then it was even better because we all started to sit on the sand, tired. Some people snuggling up, uh, me, uh, um, like I do, you know, sometimes when you sit in this, I didn't want to sit on the sand because it would make me like, like, but I, I, you know, I still had felt like I had to keep talking, but then I heard the lapping of the bay against the sand, against the former spot of Lorna Dune's sister of the Lorna Dune. The gentle lapping, the stars faint against the bay's water, no moon in the sky, the sounds of the city, the breeze in the trees, but the gentle lapping and washing up of the water continually like a bay breathing relief that a goddess had been set free, at least imaginarily, this night. A good night. Okay, I want to thank some people on YouTube. Uh, Shauna, Weihan, Gaming news, Louis, oh, Louis didn't like it, J-Ho did not like it, uh, Real Loss, thanks, Sleepy, thank you, It's, thanks, uh, um, let's see, a couple other people, uh, didn't like this, uh, oh, Terry E, thanks, Terry, that was nice, uh, Pushkar, thank you, uh, J, Jad wanted, Jad wanted, uh, Susan C, thank you, Calvin W, thank you, uh, Sabo, thank you, Mr. Guy, maybe, I don't know if that's an, thank you, I'll just say thanks anyway, uh, Lindy, thank you, Vincent V to the R, thank you, uh, Darth Vader Abram, thank you, uh, Revex, thanks, uh, M. Pesig, thank you, James G., 
Thank you, Angie L. Thank you, Norse Daughter. Thank you, Ed Daniel H. Thanks, Alicia A. Thank you, uh, Luigi. Thanks, uh, Catherine M. Thank you, Edmund. Thank you, uh, Kawhi. Thanks, Angel D. Thank you. Uh, Z-Neck, thank you. Uh, Betsy, thanks. Hayden, thanks. Uh, Ashlyn, thank you. Crystal, thank you. Garrett, uh, thank you. Garrett, thank you. Lydia, thank you. Fi-Fi, thank you. Drake D, thank you. Thanks and good night to Zerga. Good night to Dog L. JJ, good night. Uh, Jacob, good night. Uh, Goose and uh, Kay, thanks and good night. I don't think Zoe liked it. Wilma, thanks. Uh, Luke, thank you. Bacon, thanks. Bobby T, thank you. Dog's mum, thank you. Uh, Unicorn C, thanks. Uh, Rack, uh, thank you. REC Rack, thanks. Fun Time Foxy, thank you. Uh, Zeef, thanks. Ruby, thank you. Taylor T, thanks. Put Taylor's dog to sleep. Uh, Edible, thank you. Uh, Daniel, thanks. Uh, Meredith, thanks. Proper, thanks. Cat Animations, thank you. Robert Iron, thanks. Uh, Pauline, thank you. Judith P., thank you. Omni, thank you. Uh, Annalise, thank you. Sketch Butter, thanks. Uh, Rasta Banana, thanks. Uh, Kim B, thanks. Uh, Jordan, uh, thanks. Uh, no problem. Jigsaw, thank you. Mark T, thanks. Adara, thank you. Rednator. Oh no, that no. Quovatis, thank you. Chloe, thank you. Adam, thanks. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sarah M., thank you. Mr. Uh, rock, and, rock and Roller, Crystal, Sugar Drag, thank you. Edmund, thank you. Uh, Lupus, thank you. Maddie, thank you. Uh, Brian, thanks. Lestat, our good old friend, thanks. Uh, Bubble Muffin, thank you. Sam, thank you. Paul, thanks. Jeremy, uh, SU Productions, thanks. Dogs, Mum, thank you. Charlene, thank you. Shadow, thanks. Oh, that didn't work, sorry. Uh... Gloria, thanks. Uh, she's uh, right around the holidays. We had a streak of people on that YouTube didn't like the show. Aziel, thanks. Uh, Silver Unicorn, thank you. 
Ashley L., thanks. Kaylee, thank you. Nathan, thanks. Layla, thank you. Abby, thank you. Emma, thank you. Matt, thanks. Ashley, thanks. Amir, thank you. Stella, thank you. Charlie, thanks. Darth, thank you. Tomahawk, thanks. Kenny, thank you. James, thank you. Uh, Kane, thanks. And thanks, everybody. Thanks and good night.